Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. There are dozens of deaths being blamed on the waves of winter weather gripping much of the nation. At least 55 people have reportedly died due to weather across 10 states. In Tennessee, officials say at least 14 people died of weather-related issues during the latest round of winter storms. Ten more died in Oregon after ice storms hit the Pacific Northwest. Police in Pennsylvania say five people died this week due to icy, slick roads. The central U.S. is getting hit with more Arctic cold today, more snow in the mid-Atlantic region, and forecasters again warning of dangerous wind chills. In D.C., during an immigration impeachment hearing in the U.S. House, the illegal MS-13 known gang member brutally raped and murdered my daughter. Lawmakers heard from Tammy Nobles, the mother of a woman who was killed at the hands of an illegal immigrant. Kayla fought for her life that day and in the end she lost to an individual that wasn't even supposed to be allowed in the country republicans in washington are advancing impeachment hearings against homeland security secretary alejandro mayorkas u.s lawmakers are approving another stopgap spending package that officially keeps federal agencies funded through early march sending the measure to the White House for President Biden's signature. The House approved the shutdown averting legislation just hours after the Senate's relatively speedy passage. During a visit to North Carolina Thursday, President Joe Biden took time to tout his administration's achievements toward stabilizing the post-pandemic economy. Nearly 800,000 manufacturing jobs nationwide. Unemployment has been below 4% the longest stretch in American history in the last 50 years. During a speech in Raleigh Thursday, Biden's critics slammed the president for government spending that's blamed for making the inflation issue worse than it otherwise might have been. This is USA News. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90. Concerns about a wider conflict are growing as the war between Israel and Hamas continues. 
Pakistan's carried out strikes in Iran as retaliation for strikes they made earlier this week. This comes as the U.S. hit over a dozen Houthi rebel missile sites in Yemen earlier in the week in what it said were preemptive strikes targeting threats to ships in the Red Sea. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says her state must increase taxpayer spending on solutions for New York's new immigrant influx. And because these extraordinary circumstances which show no sign of abating right now, we have no choice but to plan for those costs again in this year's budget. In a budget speech this week, Hochul called for the White House and Congress to get the border in order and provide states sheltering immigrants some relief. A spinach recall is affecting folks across seven U.S. states. USA's Tim... Several spinach and salad kits have been recalled due to potential listeria contamination. The recall is for Bright Farm salad kits. The products were distributed to retailers across seven states, including Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. Want to get noticed? There's a new nationwide search on for Oscar Mayer's next Wienermobile driver. It comes with an annual salary of $35,000, along with a $150 per week per diem. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed. Or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-932-1597. 800-932-1597. That's 800-932-1597. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Back on track. Bill Martinez live. Well, you knew it wasn't going to be easy, but thank you for joining in and being part of the solution. I'm Bill Martinez. It's six minutes after the top of the hour. Americans are paying an average of $1,000 per month for their groceries, but Bidenomics is working, we're told. Congressman Bowman wants, uh, what, some 333000 in reparations paid to each Black American, regardless of their background, uh, you know, if their heritage was had anything to do with slavery, it's just if you're black, you get uh, $333,000 uh, paid to you by Uncle Sam. Uh, and meanwhile, Joe Biden is still trying to figure out uh, how to exit the stage. And Democrats are losing their skulls that they're, um, you know, they're now being rather overt in talking about the possibilities of Michelle Obama. Well, we've got Liz Peake with us, Fox News contributor, and she joins us now. Hey, Liz, how you doing? Good morning. Well, uh, the prospect of Michelle Obama keeps me up at night, but I don't think it's a fantasy. I think that 
is, you know, I wrote about this, I don't know, seven or eight months ago. Mm-hmm. In extremis, if they are stuck with Joe Biden, and if he continues to perform as he has done, which is to say horribly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. abysmally, <laughs> uh, it's conceivable this nominating process on the Democratic side goes to the convention. And here's the thing, Bill, the only person who could be nominated at the very last minute uh, and win is Michelle Obama, because she mm-hmm. wouldn't have to introduce herself to the country. She'd have tons of money, without right. a doubt, available mm-hmm. to her from donors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has enormously high approval ratings. So if you were a Democrat, that would be the dream outcome. Yes. Uh, could, could she handle the scrutiny? No, and that's another reason why nominating her at the convention makes so much sense. She could do, you know, kind of a whirlwind uh, campaign tour for a couple of months, not really say anything meaningful, not debate. God knows she mm-hmm. wouldn't want to debate. Right. Uh, and so she could kind of keep, she could have her own uh, basement strategy, which would involve a lot of celebrities, a lot of noise and travel and gaudy affairs and basically very few interviews, she wouldn't have to do it. I mean, look, are you, you know, obviously the media would be 100% on on, on her side. They Mm -hmm. would not demand anything. So that's how it could play out. And, you know, I think, honestly, the only question left uh, is whether somehow Joe Biden has such a grip on establishment Democrat figures that he just won't let it happen. And I, I... you know, I just don't know. I don't know the yeah. inner workings of that circle that well. Uh, and frankly, whether Michelle Obama wants it. I mean, right. you know, it looks like Obama, Barack, is getting a little more out there, a little more involved. They've had a mm-hmm. great run. I, I mean, why wouldn't she, except for the fact that she's made, you know, a hundred million bucks and probably enjoying her life uh, as she should. I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's, very, it's very good. Question. Very good. Very good being first lady. No doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, and the thing is, of course, uh, here this last week, she said she's absolutely terrified uh, with yeah. the idea that uh, Donald Trump uh, could be back in the Oval Office. I mean, terrified. <laughs> so, well, she's so, not the only one. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you, and you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, I'm sorry, but you mentioned, uh, you know, former President Obama speaking out, Axelrod as well. So some of that donor base and, uh, you know, in the dark back rooms of the Democratic Party, machinations i mean they're seeing what everybody else is seeing you know the world has been seeing this uh and the world has been paying a price as well and not only is america but the world has been paying a price for joe biden's uh presidency yeah well look at look at what's going on in the middle east and i totally now by the way i'm not sure obama would have done any differently but i credit Joe Biden, uh, once again, opening the door to some sort of rapprochement with the mullahs in Iran, giving them billions of dollars, take, easing off the oil sanctions, etc. So Iran emerges from the first two years of Biden's presidency uh, richer, uh, more emboldened, ready to basically back uh, uh, the terror organizations with which they are allied including Hamas, Hezbollah, and Houthis. And, of course, then (laughs) Biden doubles down by taking Houthis off the terror list, presumably to facilitate some sort of uh, uh, arrangement with the Saudis to ending the war in Yemen, and that backfired monumentally. So, you know, I think um, the world may be looking at Joe Biden and saying, you know, this is not working well for us. It certainly isn't working well in Europe, where 
Putin, again, so energized and emboldened by a weak um, President Biden that he decides to take over Ukraine. I mean, these are incredible things that have happened. And how, you know, how the 35 or 40 percent of Americans who approve of Biden think that he has not had his fingerprints all over this and his incompetent White House is not just mm-hmm. Biden. It's mm-hmm. also the fact that in pulling out from Afghanistan, uh, Jake Sullivan, Anthony Blinken ran that show, and they ran the administration's reputation into the ground and, exactly. and left them mm-hmm. particularly vulnerable. I mean, that is a sequence of events. Uh, and, you know, I tell you what, all this crew, I, I have a piece out on the Hill about how, how Biden should fire somebody, and I really think it's right. I mean, it, mm-hmm. when you are a president so embattled, and you have approval ratings that are historic. These are historically low approval ratings, worse than Donald Trump's. Uh, you should fire somebody. Show the, show the country that you're mad, too. And, it, and it's not just them who are uh, uh, unhappy with the performance of your White House. You've got to get out there and say, no, I'm not content with this. And exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of people whose heads should roll. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you mentioned... Uh whether or not, uh, you know, uh, Obama's fingerprints are on this as well. Uh, clearly they are. I mean, Sullivan, uh, you know, Blinken, you know, all these uh, are former acolytes of, uh, of Obama. And so yeah. th- th- you would probably, I-, I agree with you, you would probably have the same results with Obama because Obama was the one that set all this up. I mean, with Iran sending money in the dark of night, uh, unmarked bills and, you know, things like yeah. that. I mean, this is just absurd. What, so, so this was all a setup. Uh, Donald Trump interrupted their plan, you know, for four years. Uh, but, you know, again, I say experience defines preference. And the experience, experiential difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden is so glaring uh, I don't know how you, you, you know, you convince yourself otherwise. That's why, like you and I keep talking about that 40 percent that somehow uh, approve of Joe Biden's, uh, you know, policies and what he's done. But, you know, on, on the foreign policy level, you know, Joe Biden is doing what Joe Biden has always done. He's messed up everything in foreign policy. <laughs> I don't know where he's got anything right, Liz. I mean, 50 no, I, years I mean- of getting it wrong. I, I agree 100%. And I keep looking for that one issue where I could say, in fairness, okay, he's done a good job on this. I honestly cannot find it. It seems to me that this administration has just basically been wrong-footed on everything. And look, it's one thing to yell about that. The question is, can we beat him? Can we get rid of these people? Uh, exactly. And, and to your, you know, your opening salvo, if Michelle Obama's on the ticket, it's going to be very hard. Well, and, and I want to talk a little bit about the strategy, just a little bit, because uh, they got to be careful. I mean, they got to be real strategic as to how they, uh, if they're dealing with Michelle Obama, how to deal with her and her popularity. Like you said, uh, you know, they got they got to be careful because it, it still needs to be about policies and they need to, you know, take it to the bank. I think that's where they can stand strongest. What Stay if you could cut wood. your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. 
It's obvious. The unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. If you're 65 or older and Medicare is your main source of insurance, pay close attention right now and listen for details on how you may save thousands of dollars on your health care costs. Did you know that Medicare can pay for things like dental visits, home delivery of drugs, even a gym membership? Call us right now and learn how to unlock all your Medicare benefits. Medicare and supplemental plans that we provide can even offer you drug coverage with zero copays and pay for transportation to your doctors. Medicare plans can offer you wonderful money-saving benefits, but you've got to call now. We'll help you get the most out of your Medicare. Make this free, no-obligation call now. Save a ton of money on your health care costs and get the code to unlock all your earned Medicare benefits. Paid for by Senior Choice Plans. 800-796-3954. 800-796-3954. That's 800-796-3954. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-536-4436. That's 800-536-4436. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-536-4436. With you, 19 minutes after the top there, we're talking with Liz Pick's Fox News uh, contributor. Liz, uh, just to kind of wrap up the Michelle Obama, um, you know, plan here, possibly, uh, is that uh, what should the strategy 
uh, you know, for let's just assume, you know, Donald Trump continues what he started in in Iowa and ends up with the uh, nomination, you know, for the Republican Party. And it's not Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but it's uh, Michelle Obama and Donald Trump. How does he, uh, you know, what's the strategy to win over Michelle Obama? Well, again, I think um, I think the president, President Obama, still has a pretty good reputation, even though, in my view, it was not deserved. Uh, and I think Trump would have to go back to the policies of the Obama administration. I noticed that when Michelle is talking now about her husband's time in office, she talks about we, we did this, we did that. And I think what you take away from that is that she supports uh, the policies that he embraced. And that would include, by the way, opening the door to Iran, giving Iran lots of money. I mean, to the extent that Americans really care about or vote on foreign policy, I think his administration was just as left-footed as this as this one is, and as mm-hmm. hapless. Yeah. Um, and by the way, remember, Obama was sort of notably anti-military. I mean, he fired some 200 military high-ranking uh, members of all three armed services who didn't agree with him or who had any what? sense, mm-hmm. if he had any sense of disloyalty. Some of those were very public firings of exactly. people who were really admirable members of the military. Joe Biden has done some of that, too. But I I don't know that that's a winning proposition. I mean, I think the battle will have to be, uh, again, for the hearts and minds of average Americans. And who did you you do better under? People forget the economy under Obama was sluggish, and we Mm. never had any real spark of growth because there was so monumental... Uh, mm-hmm. regulation, kind of what like what Biden's doing now. But mm-hmm. it, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's a yeah. tough uh, matchup. Yeah, it's amazing to me, because if you remember on his exit, Obama said that, um, you know, there was no way that, you know, Donald Trump was delusional. There was no way the country could do better than 1.8 GDP, uh, two yeah. at the outside, maybe. Remember? How limiting in his perspective and understanding, because he didn't even appreciate the fact that we had all this built up passion of going back to work. And Donald Trump opened up the gates and look what happened. You know, people went back to work. Um, we, We made a huge dent in what I call that black market economy of people working, you know, under the table, not paying taxes because they had to survive. And we've got somewhat the same thing. I mean, look at the jobs numbers. You and I talked about this last week. We got more part-time jobs. People are going back to part-time work now in order to manage this uh, this inflationary economy that we have, where people are paying, you know, what, $1,000 more a month for groceries. Uh, this yeah. is untenable. But, but this well, is all their policy. And this is the same thing you're exactly right. Same thing that Obama and you can tie Michelle because she, as she says, we, you know, she wants to be associated with that. Well, let her wear that. Uh, and it wasn't very good uh, at every level, domestically and internationally. I mean, thank God Trump, when Trump came in, I, I was surprised, frankly, Liz, that Trump was able to turn around uh, America's position internationally because Barack Obama did a lot of damage to us uh, nationally, security-wise, um, reputation-wise overseas, and that he he was not, you know, a favored son, even as even as a, uh, um, 
you know, pro-Muslim. Let's say, let's say that. I know some people have claimed that he's not a Christian, he's a Muslim. I, you know, and they ask me, like, I don't know. All I know is that he's very familiar, you know, with, with the culture. But you would you would have thought because of his background and and association, you know, with Muslim life and upbringing and that sort of thing, he had he would have had more of an impact. But it was Donald Trump that uh, put into motion the Abraham Accords, not Barack Obama. Absolutely. But then the Abraham Accords understood as a founding principle that Iran was the enemy. And by Mm -hmm. the way, not just the enemy of the United States, it was the enemy of the Gulf Arab states who hate Iran. So the natural alliance with Israel, Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, and uh, the other Gulf states against Iran is the obvious play in the Middle East. And you have to give Jared Kushner, he's the guy that did that. I mean, uh, you know, the administration didn't want to really broadcast that, uh, but he is the fellow who, against all odds and against every official in the State Department thinking it could work, it worked. And exactly. it, it was a very impressive thing, and I think it can be uh, reestablished. I mean, if we ever get out of this mess that we're in right now, uh, I had uh, the opportunity to talk to Mike Pompeo a couple of weeks ago uh, over dinner, and he, he I, number one, I was extremely cheered to hear uh, that he would probably go back, if asked, to the Trump administration. I think Mike Pompeo was an outstanding Secretary of State, very mm-hmm. brilliant guy, very brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he were willing to serve again, I think that President Trump would be, um, you know, just an idiot not to hire him, and he's not exactly. an idiot. Exactly, no, I agree. He would. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, that whole undertaking, I think, is doable. Uh, mm. But going back to the Obama, I mean, if we have to start re-scrutinizing and regrading the Obama administration, it's, it's annoying because I think we all felt like, phew, they're finally out of here. You know, exactly. now we can move forward with common sense approaches to things. But you're quite right. That will be the approach uh, unfortunately, there's this sort of hazy glow of America's first black president over Barack Obama's time in office, and people really aren't very discerning about what the results were. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, we, but you bring up an excellent point, and that is that they they need to be reminded of the pain they were in. Get yeah. it away from the emotional, and I understand, you know, the Democrats do a great job in presenting an emotional case. I mean, they're, you know, their word usage uh, they're, they're craftsmen uh, with the language. Uh, they've done a great job. You've you got to give them credit for, you know, when credit is due. But uh, yeah. the bottom line is it's up to the Republican Party to stay united like you and I have talked about before. They get so fragmented, and uh, they need to stay on point and continue to bang out these, cons- it, you know, these consistent theme points and remind people of the pain that they were enduring. We got about two and a half minutes left, and I did want to address what you wrote about, and that is the um, uh, Biden's uh, trillion dollar climate agenda is blowing up. You know, and John Kerry, you're exactly right, has a lot to answer for. Yeah, it, it's an interesting um, phenomenon that the White House has hundreds of billions, possibly as much as a trillion dollars, that can be spent on this green agenda, which right now is failing miserably. Mm-hmm. It's failing in the sense that EVs are not popular. They're not working. People don't want to rent them or buy them. That's why Hertz is dumping their rental car. It's the whole deal. They're old fleet, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and, you know, recently there have been all these stories about how you can't charge your battery if it's cold out. Well, guess what? In some parts of the country, it does get cold, so good luck driving an EV. Uh, Wind towers are being canceled because, guess what? They're totally uneconomic. Uh, we have we are not ready for the green transition that Biden uh, is funding and forcing down the throats of Americans. And the interesting thing to me is that Germany passed a Green New Deal about a decade ago, and Germany is in recession. It is in a serious recession. And one of the biggest problems they have is high energy costs that has killed exactly. their manufacturing base uh, and and caused that economy to just come to a halt. We are heading in the same direction. Our politicians don't want to admit it. The elites have this view that this is the number one challenge for America. It is not. Feeding and making people happier in America is the number one challenge for our politicians. And that is the thing they seem to care least about. Republicans should bang on this forever because it is a very big threat, this green agenda to America's well-being. Well, and to your exact point, Liz, it's up to the voter to make sure that these elites can hear them now. And they've got to come out en masse in such record numbers because they're going to need to overwhelm the amount of cheating that will continue to take place in 2024. Because I don't think that we've stifled it. And I don't think we've brought it under, you know, full control. It will continue. And I don't mean to sound so cynical. That's just just the way I observe it. Liz Peak, we got we got to leave it there. Thank Pizza's you. Pizza's here. Oh, great! I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-247-1498. That's 800-247-1498. USA News Update. It is a landmark Department of Justice report released Thursday into the shortcomings of law enforcement officers who responded to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas in May 2022. Failures in leadership and tactics and communications. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the 600-page DOJ report. It said the shooting could have been stopped sooner. 33 students and three of their teachers were trapped in a room with an active shooter for over an hour as law enforcement officials remained outside. The mass shooting left 21 killed and 17 others injured, including many young children. More snows in store for more than 100 million Americans for this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow across some 18 states, from Wyoming to New York. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. 
So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Happy Friday to you. Bill Martinez here. Akash Chugli going to be joining us, uh, Vice President of Americans for Prosperity. He's got the latest Bidenomics news. Uh, as if um, you don't need more bad news, but uh, it is the reality. It is the world we're living in. Of course, talking about inflation, as we uh, mentioned with Liz Peake earlier, you know, the budget debate and uh, a border just to uh, get underway. Akash, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us, sir. Good to be back on with you, Bill. Well, um, there is lots of pain here in River City. Uh, Joe Biden uh, and his administration, you know, they blame the media. They say, well, it's the media's fault that uh, actually things are just so good for uh, Americans. They don't even realize it because of, uh, you know, the bad reporting that, uh, you know, fake news. Now it's interesting, you know, <laughs> that fake news is, uh, is doing in, in terms of countermanding all the great benefits of Bidenomics. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hilarious and ironic to think that the Democratic administration thinks the media, the mainstream media, is out to get them uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to reporting on the economy. The fact of the matter is the numbers themselves are painful for the American people. Prices are up more than 17% since President Biden took office. That continues to be by far the number one concern of the American people is the economy and its inflation. And I think the thing that's important to note is why inflation is so bad to begin with, and that is the trillions and trillions of dollars in reckless spending that this administration pushed through with the help of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer when they controlled Congress uh, exactly. last time around. Well, we're $34 trillions, uh, trillion dollars in debt and counting. Uh, not only that, Akash, I, I think you would agree that it was also uh, his, uh, you know, one of the first executive orders that he put into play, and that was uh, turning off the spigot of our uh, oil energy sector and uh, and then forcing this green fiasco, this green agenda on us that's been an absolute fiasco, uh, you know, and here you've got uh, all these EVs that are sitting in parking lots. Hertz decides to, uh, you know, jettison their fleet. They want nothing to do. They can't, they can't even get people to rent these EVs. They're, it's so ridiculous that, uh, you know, these cars are going to be turning into expensive paperweights, I guess. Yeah, no, there, there, there's no question about it. Um, and you mentioned the energy and environmental sector, but really every single agency in this administration has regulated and regulated and regulated. Thousands and thousands of pages of new rules, new restrictions on entrepreneurs, job creators, small businesses, big businesses, consumers, right? It's energy, it's labor, it's financial services. Uh, I think the EVs are a particularly egregious example, right, where you now have 
auto companies losing thousands and thousands of dollars on every vehicle. You have the industry mm. itself that is heavily reliant on China for some of its sort of core inputs. While we're, you know, both parties have kind of agreed that China is our primary adversary and we need to be uh, kind of rethinking our economic relationship with them. And so it's sort of mistake after mistake after mistake from this administration. The border mm. is obviously an absolute disaster. The, the irony is, Bill, that these are not difficult problems for the administration to solve or even to seem like they're trying to solve, but it would help them politically. The president's numbers are terrible, uh, and right. he needs all the help he can get in this presidential election year. The, the victories or the improvements are right there for the taking if he is willing to uh, to tell his radical far-left flank to go fly a kite, frankly, and get serious exactly. about this stuff, but they seem unwilling to do so. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about the pain that the American people are in. I mean, paying $1,000 more for you know groceries every month living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, uh, you've got a majority of Americans that couldn't handle a $1,000, uh, you know, emergency. I mean, th- th- this is this is serious. And, uh, you know, and, and like you said, it, it's just, it, it's, it could be easily relieved. And I guess that's even the, you know, you know the, uh, the, the announcement or at least the position that Republicans have, have said, uh, you know, Mike Johnson said to President Biden, you know, we can get this budget stuff squared away and, and you can get your funding for Ukraine and Israel. But, you know, let's take care of the border. Let's just, you know, let's just make a decision to do some practical things that were, you know, commonsensical previously. Um, you know, we'll give you the credit, you know, uh, whatever. Let's just let's just turn this around. And we just cannot continue to have open borders and impact our economy like this. But, you know, whether it's that or, you know, the hooties, I mean, it's like you're going to take so long to decide to put the hooties back on the terrorist list after they've, uh, you know, sent off, you know, (laughs) and attacked us, you know, what, what, uh, several dozen times already? And uh, it's clear, and they've made it, you know, real clear themselves that, uh, you know, they're going to continue on with their terrorist activities. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. And you raise an important point when it comes to the Republicans, but I think Speaker Mike Johnson has done a very good job of this, and that is uh, to appear as though they're the party of common sense solutions. There's a there's a chunk in the House Republican conference that doesn't want to do that, right? They want to play brinksmanship. They want to threaten a shutdown. And, and they all have the common goals in mind of securing the border, getting spending under control. But we've got to be smart about how Republicans are going about doing that, being realistic about the expectations, dealing with the Democratic Senate, in a Democratic White House, right? We're not going to get the perfect border security bill that we want uh, signed by President Biden. That's just a fact of life. We have to be willing to to deal, to uh, do what we can, accomplish what we can to move the ball in the right direction. Obviously, hope that the November elections go well. But one way we can guarantee the November elections go well is if Republicans are seen as the party of common sense solutions. Exactly. Uh, and President Biden is seen as, as unreasonable, which he has been on all these issues mm-hmm. for, for years now. Well, Akashi, you bring up an excellent point here. I mean, this is a victory to be, um, you know, positioned in such a way by the Republicans if they can come together. And as you say, just, I mean, you got to go back and, and remember what Ronald Reagan said. Uh, even if you don't get, you know, 100%, if you get 50%, I mean, at least you're moving in the right direction, so to speak. That's my uh, loose, uh, you know, interpretation uh, of what, uh, you know, President Reagan said. And and then it sets uh, it sets Republicans up for you know for the elections coming up because it demonstrates to the American people that you're exactly right that uh, you know they can do some positive things on behalf of uh, you know on behalf of the American people. 
No, that's exactly right. And, and we saw a lesson in how not to do that. The Freedom Caucus, again, generally good members, conservative members who want to do the right thing. I think tactically they're making some mistakes that your listeners mm-hmm. should be aware of. Just last week, they defeated a rule vote, which is essentially a procedural step to get to the point of voting on a bunch of common sense reforms, overturning Biden rules and things like that. And so mm-hmm. because they defeated this rule vote, the House was unable to pass these bills that would have painted a contrast, an important contrast, between House Republicans at the administration. And they say they're doing it you know, to punish the speaker or, or because they're unhappy with how the, the you know, the, the House is being run. Um, it really is unfortunate because those tactical mistakes in the pursuit of shared goals are, are stopping Republicans from painting that contrast with the administration. And I think you have exactly the right approach, which is let's focus on getting those bills through the House. Exactly. The on the Senate. Why aren't they moving them and, and be united for the rest of this year? You know, Akash, you, you brought something up earlier, and I want to revisit that issue, and that is Regulation Nation. Um, Barack Obama had introduced Regulation Nation and did so much damage to the economy in a very subtle manner. You know, we ended up paying more in taxes, the effects of Regulation uh, and Nation, and the and the, really the net effect of what has turned into a, another branch of government. Uh, you know, and this is why the Chevron decision, uh, which, uh, you know, came to us in 1984 and opened the door to all this regulation that's taken place. And when Donald Trump came into office, remember, he said, look, at for every new regulation, we're going to take two out. Right. And then it got up to uh, where it was for every new one. Uh, I think it got as high as 20 regulations. That's how many regulations are out there. But this uh, Chevron decision that's before SCOTUS right now could be huge and this could be contributory to um you know really positioning uh, our economy under a new president uh, get biden out of there because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the understanding i mean they're so ideologically fixed they can't even see you know the possibilities the positive possibilities of what uh you know this uh, chevron decision you know could have on our economy yeah, this is absolutely huge. I'm glad you brought this up. Hopefully it's something your listeners have been seeing coverage of in the press. And if they, they haven't, then they should. The oral arguments for yesterday, we'll expect a decision late June, like these big Supreme Court decisions often do. Essentially, what this decision, what's called Chevron deference, what this is about is Congress deferring to these unelected bureaucrats, these agencies, to make interpreting decisions about how to, how to implement the law. These agencies simply should not have the authority to do that. Congress, when elected by the people, need to be the ones writing these rules. Agencies implement programs, they administer programs, they should not be making policy decisions. Eliminating Chevron deference, which the court should do, would put power back in the hands of our elected representatives, not these unaccountable bureaucrats. Got to go to break. More from Akash after this. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-699-0358. 800 699 
That's 800-699-0358. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-559-7562 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-559-7562. That's 800-559-7562. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G them.com. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. Talking with the Vice President of Americans for Prosperity, Akash Chugli continues with us. And, uh, you know, we may have gotten a little wonky on you, and I apologize, but, you know, the, again, you need to understand what's going on in your government and why you're uncomfortable. You know you're uncomfortable. Maybe you can't put your finger on it because you're not spending enough time. Maybe, you know, you're more interested in uh, all the other amusements that's going on there. But because we've been so interested and, um, you know, and we've taken our eye off the ball here because this is a, uh, a representative government, all right? And the only way you can make sure that you're being represented properly is for you 
to hold them accountable. We the people, okay, just by those three powerful words of our Constitution, commands our involvement. This is a participation type, you know, organization and organism. You can't check out. You check out and you've got the 21st century American government that we have today with all its corruption, all its inefficiencies, all the taxation, and, uh, you know, we the people are suffering for it. And uh, so some of this nuance, and I appreciate Akash going through this process, you know, particularly talking about Regulation Nation and how this has come about. And, you know, Akash, at the very core of all this deal, and I've had a problem with this going back forever, and that is, unfortunately, our elected officials, you know, they, they come and they campaign and they tell us all these great ideas and what they're going to do for us, and then they go into the swamp. And they, they go to D.C., and D.C., in, in their first day of orientation, says, uh, I know you made all these promises back home, but let me tell you, now that you got elected, your most important thing you can do is to get reelected. Okay. Right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. The incentives are completely screwed up. Um, yeah. You know, it, it used to be that before the rise of cable television and you know, social media and all this stuff. Your incentive was to go to Washington, represent your constituents, and and get a job done. Today, the the incentives are to get on TV, raise small dollars, um, and so you have this kind of twin problem of ineffective lawmakers who are not serious about doing their jobs, who then are totally fine with with whatever laws they pass, deferring power to these unelected bureaucrats in these federal agencies. This is a problem exactly. that Republicans and Democrats are to blame for. This Chevron mm-hmm. deference case could reverse yes. it, but I think we need, one, to demand much more, much better of our elected officials, and two, we need to return the branches of government to their rightful role in our, our democratic republic. Well, there's something wrong with the incentive system here, because we're incentivizing our representatives to go along with this, and so I would be curious to see how much money, how much you know, um, election money is transferred within that bureaucracy, within that organism, that says, okay, the, you need to follow this pattern. You need to vote this way uh, to, uh, you know, buttress and reinforce regulation nation and the, the, the Chevron deference here. Uh, and if you do that accordingly, then, you know, you're going to get a little kiss here. We're going we're gonna to add a little money into your reelection coffers here. And, yeah, and I'd absolutely. be curious to find how that dynamic is working. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you two examples, Bill, where this has become a major problem. Um, one was with, in the 1970s, Congress passed the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, right? Good laws, mm-hmm. and do something important. The EPA has just taken the interpretation of the Clean Water Act so far beyond what it was ever intended to be. If you remember President Obama and, and now President Biden did this Waters of the U.S. rule, where right. it utilized the, the Clean Water Act to allow the EPA to regulate literally puddles in people's backyards, seasonal puddles that come and go as the seasons change, all of a sudden was under the jurisdiction of the EPA. Obviously not something Congress ever intended. Another place, and, and um, you know, this is, again, a very sort of small amount of money in the grand scheme of things, but is indicative of a problem, is when you have agencies like the Department of Labor, they give out grants to, to unions and to trade associations and all these other things for, you know, workplace safety and training and all these other things that we need our workforce to be able to do. There's zero, near zero oversight from Congress on who's getting those dollars, what they're being spent for. Are they being used properly? Are they going to political organizations? Are they going to ideological nonprofit organizations? 
Congress has the power of the purse. Congress mm. should have way more say, way more detail, way more prescription in the laws they pass to say, look, if we're passing grants for workplace safety and training, you organization, you need to tell us exactly who you are, what you're doing. It can't be spent on politics. And we need to provide you know, significant, deep oversight on how these dollars are being spent, because those dollars belong to the American people, the American taxpayer, and that's what we are accountable to, not to these, you know, left-wing nonprofits that say they're doing something noteworthy and then are just using it on political purposes. Those, that's, those are two well, places exactly. that Congress has not exercised the authority that they should. Well, Kosh, you bring up something here. You know, today happens to be a March for Life. This has been going on for, you know, since yesterday. Yep. Got March for Life in D.C. You've got uh, Walk for Life that'll take place over the weekend in, in California West Coast. Uh, and you look, you know, to your exact point here, uh, Planned Parenthood. How much money Planned Parenthood gets? Uh, I, I mean, millions. I mean, over a billion dollars. And yet, for care centers who are there to really offer not only health care, you know, for women uh, who are pregnant. And their families, after the delivery of the child, they get a million dollars compared to what one point I think one point eight billion that Planned Parenthood gets. I mean, yep, that's exactly right. It's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars a year, um, and you know the the March tomorrow, very notable cause and all that. Um, and you know, people are going to brave the snow or today, I should say. Um, they're going to mm-hmm. brave the snow and the cold um, for you know a number of reforms. One of which is very common sense, which is that the taxpayers should not be paying for this. People can disagree on the substance of the policy issue. There is zero role of government to be had in funding an organization like that that's involved in that kind of activity, regardless of what other, you know, healthcare they provide and other things that they do. Money is fungible. Congress Mm. says they won't fund it. They should not be giving organizations like that money because that money can obviously free up other dollars to do stuff that the American people uh, don't want their dollars going towards. And so, um, you know, I think this is another place that it's, it's low-hanging fruit. It should be a pretty simple reform um, mm. that the Congress simply needs to step up and say that we control the power of the purse and we're going to do this. Yeah, I, I think it's quite ironic. This is all part of the temporary assistance for needy families, right? The TAN funds yep. that they yep. pull this out of. So now here it is, you give uh, a, an abortion, you know, a global abortion giant like Planned Parenthood that uh, does about 40% of all U.S. abortions, uh, that, that, you know, you're killing families. You're not assisting needy families. You give them $1.8 billion in federal funding. Uh, that's what has been given to them over the past three years. I mean, th- this is how crazy this is, right? Well, you know, I think I would say this, Bill. One of the things that your listeners can do is they can demand that Congress get serious about this problem and when I say get serious, that doesn't just mean, oh, shut down the government. We're going to threaten a shutdown over whatever policy reform every time government funding comes up. It needs to be a priority, right? If you remember mm-hmm. back in 2008, 2009, 2010, the Tea Party wave, reckless federal spending was the number one priority of the conservative base of, of activists right. and Republican voters. For, you know, sometimes with good reason, that ceased to be the case. Other issues came up, right? You've got DEI issues and immigration issues and the border and all this stuff. Congress is not going to get they're going to talk the talk. They will not walk the walk until their voters right. demand that they walk the walk. And think about even in the presidential primary. Right. You've got, you know, obviously, Governor DeSantis is a strong record. President Trump, Trump did some important things in regulation. But Ambassador Haley is really the only one who is seriously making federal spending a focus of her campaign, saying she'll veto any 
spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. She's pledged to get rid of earmarks. She's you know, made a number, number of other commitments on spending. I think that's important because it needs to be a priority. It needs to be something that Republicans are willing to spend political capital on. And exactly. On. And they're only going to do that if their voters demand it. Well, you know, you mentioned the Tea Party uh, and the movement that they had, uh, but that was pretty single-handedly, uh, you know, made inert by uh, Lois Lerner, the IRS, and um, and Barack Obama, as you know. And so here it is. I mean, since, uh, you know, the damage that was done and the interference there, I mean, you talk about election interference, I mean, of a humongous sort that uh, they've been able to get away with. I mean, you know, even to this day, I mean, you still got the Tea Party organization, but it's, it's not the same that it was because of the impedance you know, brought to you by uh, Lois Lerner and Barack Obama. And, and again, great example of very little accountability. Now, Congress back then, they did a good job. Folks might remember Trey Gowdy and Daryl Issa and those guys in the Oversight Committee. I mean, they were weeding, weeding things out, demanding answers, getting answers, holding people accountable to the, to the extent that they could. I think that's what a good example of oversight looks like, congressional oversight over these agencies. But ultimately, the goal of that movement was to rein in federal spending and Right. They, they did that partially with the budget caps and things like that that have since been busted. You know, I lost count mm. of how many times. Um, and I think the reason that Republicans don't pay a price for that with their own voters is their voters have moved on. And what it's mm-hmm. done is cause a litany of other problems, right, that we're funding right. our political opponents. We've driven inflation. Republicans have added trillions to the national debt. President Trump didn't care about federal spending. And so until the voters who send these Republicans to Congress say that, yes, we care about these other issues, too, but our number one priority is you need to get the debt and deficit and federal spending under control. We don't just want to hear you talk the talk. We don't just want to see you threaten to shut down and then cave. We want to see you actually push for constructive budget solutions. Until they do that, we can't expect things to change. Well, and and to get through that process, Akash, as you know, uh, there's going to be a pain, there's going to be pain here in River City because you've got so much in entitlements. People have been spoiled. Uh, they've been given all this free money. And uh, whenever there is, um, you know, a common sense approach to this, I mean, you and I can have this conversation. Uh, but when you've got, you know, families that uh, they've been raised on government money and government cheese and government uh, medical care and that, and you say, hey, look at, uh, you know, this is we, we can't sustain this level anymore. And you've got to step up. You know, we, we cannot uh, continue Uh, with this uh, generational support and entitlements. It's not fair to everybody else, and uh, it puts us all at risk. Um, we'll have to see how that works out. Akash Chugley, thank you, sir. Appreciate the power grid it. Thanks, and Bill. Appreciate generate it. your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. 
Yours free at mysolarbackup.com. 